And we're off. Right then, all my mouth sounds are out, out me mouth. Please, sir. I don't know. What was that? You know I don't like it when you start with accents. With weird accent sounds? Yeah. I mean, I've just got... It bothers Got to do a lot of different, like, vo- vocal, <clears throat> you know, different kind of vocal warm-ups. You do the red, yellow, red, yeah. red pickle, what, whatever it is. Red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. Yeah, I got to get... That was good. I actually needed to do that tonight. That was pretty good. Yeah. lady and i try to hide that from people you try to hide that from people it's not like farting you can blow your nose see i would rather people fart than blow their nose no way that's a crazy statement man i mean if it's silent i don't that's fine yeah of course a silent but d is always acceptable but i think in the rankings of social acceptability body sounds mm. it goes sneezing then coughing (sighs) then blowing your nose then burping then farting I would rank a burp a From little higher. From best to worst. <clears throat> you think it's more acceptable to burp than to blow your nose? Like if you do a... Excuse me. A muffled one, maybe, but... I think, well... We're the, not talking muffled here, because you can't muffle a nose blowing. Yeah, but like in a post-pandy world, anytime someone's hacking away, I'm like, ugh! You still feel that way? It's it's a gross sound. I know what you mean. I feel like we've talked about that on yeah. the cast before, but <clears throat> I think I've kind of gotten over it. I mean, usually it's like followed up with like... It's like a deep, like generative cough and then a spit sound and i'm always like oh that sound is the most disgusting spitting i will agree with that people that hack hacking that hawk rather it's not a hack it's a hawk oh yeah people that get that loogie going i i always wonder when people do that on the train because you'll hear people do that and i'm like did you just swallow that like yeah i'm not trying to eat an oyster at 7 30 in the morning but i know that's what you just did Uh uh-huh you were up all night chief in newport's and now you're on the train. Why are we being racist? I'm not being racist. Mm. I'm just saying, I mean, look, it could be any kind of cigarette. Winston's fine. You you know, whatever. Not uh, better. Okay. American spirits. Mm, okay. Yeah. You know, there it's you all go. types of people. I wasn't trying to be racist. Uh-huh. It was just a little color to my illustration. <sighs> I don't know about people. people that was a poor choice. I don't know about this. people with your skin tone using the word <laughs> color at this point <clears throat> in this conversation, quite frankly. Um, <clears throat> ahem, yeah. But the point is that I don't like it when people do that, and I just oh, can't. Yeah, I gross. can't picture what they're doing with the loogie. Like it's one thing if you're outside, you spit it out, right? It's still gross if you're on like a crowded sidewalk and you do that. However, I sometimes after a run have to like spit because like I've you know generated enough stuff and I'm like get it out. Sure, and again, I think like there's certain circumstances where it's more acceptable during yeah. athletic activity. I think if you're on a track. You know, and there's people practicing on the field and you're running around the track and there's events happening. Hawkins, totally fine. Mm. You got to do it. Hmm. On a golf course, you don't do it. You see what I'm saying? Uh, on a golf course, you would never because, you know. I mean, it depends how drunk you are. The cart the girl. Nine, you know, but, oh, the never sexy in front cart of, girl? Ne- never in front of the cart girl. Hmm. Is there such thing as a cart girl? Are you making that up? They're, they're I used think to, usually they're boys. They're, no. They're, cart girl is the girl with the beer. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a thing. That's different. Mm-hmm. We don't have that anywhere I've ever been. There's no cart girls. It's usually just Teddy with the like cooler who's like, hey, guys, you want a beer? And you're like, ugh, Teddy, oh, yeah. it's 1030. Put a shirt on. 
I don't think I've ever been to a golf course where there was a cart person. No. I've driven the golf cart on a golf course maybe once or twice. I was never good enough to do that. I always played par three golf courses Oh, because I didn't have a long drive. But okay. I was really good at the mid and the short game. Ooh, my pitching wedge. The PW? Yeah, you mm. better believe it. I had I had strong PW game. That means that you just had terrible aim and ended up in shitty hills. No, 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 no. I just couldn't get <clears> it all the way to the green is what I'm saying. You know, but you put me on a par three course, ladies, ninety um, yards. <laughs> take that to the bed and cash it. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, God! Yeah, you know, you put me ninety yards away. I'll tee off with a fucking pitching wedge. We'll see how good my accuracy is then. We're talking birdies, constant birdies. You can't get a birdie on a two. You can get a birdie on a par three. You get a two. <sighs> you can't get an eagle on a par three unless you get a hole in one. No, that's in just a hole case, in one. I believe that's referred to as an ace. Sure. Because there's ace, double eagle, eagle, birdie. What the fuck is a double par. eagle? Double eagle on a par five if you get a two. That's a double eagle. Oh. Huh. Right? That's impossible yeah. to yeah, do. Yeah, Because yeah. minus two is an eagle. Minus Literally three is a double. Literally impossible to do. No, yeah, it's happened before in professional tournaments. Yeah, even. professional people. I've never seen, you know, sweaty Ohioans do it. Uh, I'm sure it happens. I don't know. You know, I'm sure Sal from Mayfield... Is slamming once he's had his second shot of fireball. It's just whipping shit with he's his brand new max it. flies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Speaking of hawking, yeah, he's hawking the ball. He's yeah down the fairway. Mm. Anyway, I don't know why I started thinking about golfing. I don't know. Golfing. Oh, fun. what I was saying was that if you're doing a- athletic Spitting, yeah. activity, you, you know, under certain circumstances, I just mean post it. Like I'll spit on the street, like on like, like with my little like green juice, like it, you know. There's enough lemon and ginger, and then all the sweating and the heart rate, and I'm like... I mean, are there people Ugh. around when you do that? No, not within, like, many... Like, a yeah, block. Yeah, okay, then Like, it's if fine. it's far away, I'm like, it's whatever. Then it's fine. Um, I get grossed out when people are just, like, you know, standing outside of a store or something with, with a whole lane of traffic walking by, and they're just spitting. That's gross. It's disgusting. Yeah, spitting is, gr- spitting is the grossest. Uh, I don't know. Not as far as sound goes. It's, it's not the goofy in the way that, like, a burp or a fart is. Right. That's true. There's no goof factor. There's no goof factor. It's just nasty. I don't know. You ever try to teach a girl how to spit? Most girls can't spit. Well, let's okay. let that let's let that hold there for a <laughs> moment. That's not. You have to leave that silence in. Um, I'm not <clears> kidding <throat> when I say that I'm doing all of this accidentally right now. It, uh, this is comedic really, gold. Really I'm just I'm just giving purpose. you the eyes of. You sure about that one? <laughs> you sure about that one? You sure about well, that look, one? Look, they don't need any training in that kind of spitting. But <gasps> okay. You try, you try to hawk a loogie a couple yards. Oh, mm. you know, <clears throat> I've never spit. Um, I don't know in what sense that's referring, but, uh, you know, I'm going to let the that, fun kind. We're just um, going to table that. Yeah, the fun kind. Um, hmm. Mama okay, did, that's m- quite an admission. I mean, all what? Right. Mama didn't raise quitter. Okay. All right. I, you, hey, look. It's also just clean. I mean, it's just faster. I didn't know you wanted to talk about this. It's <sighs> not the after show. I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm tired and I've had a very bad day. I'm just letting... <clears throat> my oh, brain yeah. go where it goes we can't talk about your bad day but Ugh. from the outside can i just I- introduce to you the idea that it's very funny <laughs> no it's hilarious no i'm sorry that you have to deal with whatever's going on that we will not talk about anymore but it's fucking very funny that it's happening <sighs> it's not it's not for me <sighs> moving on the fact that your life is so miserable as a result also <sighs> adds to it that's just <laughs> I literally was like, I had a really good weekend. Nothing's perfect day. Nothing's son of a bitch. (laughs) Like just full on like, you know, (sighs) did you ever, you ever watch legally 
Legally Blonde? No, that's definitely a Will movie if I've ever heard well, one. That's, in, that's, that's in, in the canon. canon. That's yeah. in the canon for sure. You don't know about Bend and Snap? No, I don't think I've ever seen that movie. <gasps> what? Okay. Bend and Snap. Bend and Snap. What is this, like a workout video? No, it's how to attract the UPS man. Hmm. Bend over? Yeah, you have to drop something, bend over, and snap back. Oh, I see. <clears throat> okay. You know, you got to let the curve happen. You know, that would work. It does. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Same. Anyway, how did that come up now? I'm, uh, I have the like song that plays at the end of uh, the credit sequence of Legally Blonde where they're like, oh. the future of them, like the, it holds on a still of them and then gives like a future tense version of them or whatever. Like, you know, Will was having a great day and then, you know, the, it's, the still holds on my face and, until boop happened and he was subjected to misery for three straight days. You know, <clears throat> that's where I'm at. Hey, man, that's just life. You know, if you have a good weekend, you know you're in for it. I know. What What the fuck? If you, if you, have, a, if you have a bad week, you're probably going to have a good weekend. That's what's nice about it. But I had a bad week last week and then I had a good weekend well, and I'm like, oh, fuck, we're starting off... Starting off strong That here. follows the pattern, you know? What a bitch. You only get to have two nice days per week. Suck a This dick. is the system we live under. Do you want to talk about what you did over the weekend? I mean, we've discussed uh, Frank Pepe's and your favorite activities in Connecticut. Which sitting are in traffic. That and place, sitting in traffic, that you can't forget I that. Gotta love sitting That's in traffic. That's high on the list of Will's favorite things to do. I mean... And then going to Ikea. It's all my favorite things. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Sitting in traffic for like four hours. I, I just can't guys. imagine a better weekend for you. <laughs> spending 50% of it in traffic. In, in car, in traffic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, looking back, I'm like, that was a stupid idea. Um, but, you know, sometimes you just got to like get away, you know? I mean, when you're looking to bum a ride to the grocery store on Sunday, I know you've had your fill of traffic. <laughs> I've That's had enough, really I've rare had enough that, driving. that Will's not, ready, not willing to drive somewhere. It's, uh, I'm like, I don't want to be in control. I want to be in the passenger seat. Yep. Um, yeah, and you know what? You took control. You were popping the moonroof in my car. Hell yeah, forgot dude. forgot existed. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I literally looked. I didn't even know it existed until I looked up because I was feeling my passenger energy and was like, ooh. ooh. Yeah, that was, that was very uh, mid-passenger energy. You weren't being annoying, but you were like, hey, let's be a little sporty. Yeah, why not? And I was like, oh, yeah, cool. It was a beautiful day. I forgot about this. It's true. It was. But yeah, you went up to Connecticut. Yeah. You got a nice pie. Couple pies, two nice pies, two nice pies. Made third pie. What you what? Oh. So if you get two mediums, you basically eat half of each and then make a third Franken pie. Oh, that's a nice way to think about yeah. it. Yeah, I don't know if the math there quite adds up. I mean, you're still eating mm. two total pies, but I, I like this idea. It's, I mean, the pies are cut by a blind man, so those hmm. those fuckers are in crazy ass shapes. Is that true? Really? There's a blind man at Pepe's? No, but it looks like it. Hmm. They literally just go so sometimes you get little stupid wedges giant strips that's true um so then you make franken pie and you're like okay well that'll do yeah that's psychologically very satisfying too what to have a whole third pie? oh yeah yeah yeah. you know i I have this experience with lots of food items all the time where i'm like you know should have gotten a third one yeah i should have gotten a second one so i like the idea of sort of artificially there was a thought of doing a road pie but then we just made road pie. I love the idea. Yeah. Because I, you know, I planned ahead. I was like, we'll go get the mediums. I learned last time, two smalls, not enough. Not enough. That's a personal pan pizza. What are you, a woman? Well, I was eating with a woman the last time. So, you oh, know. I see. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, fine. Um, but I was like, mm, hung over, two medium pies. Bring them up. Bring them up. I did want a fucking large, though. I know. You always do. <sighs> Can't have it, though. You're going to lose all your gains. You know, 
You've been so disciplined up until recently. I'm still still disciplined. Okay. Very disciplined. All right. Three miles. Wow. That's good. Very you know, slow. Very, very hey, slow. 35 very minutes slow. or whatever. 31? Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck you. Like, <laughs> like you, <clears throat> I would like to see you on a goddamn treadmill and see how long that oh, would last. Oh, man. I, if I could make it 11 minutes and one mile, I'd be shocked. Ladies. <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh, 11 minutes one my that's not bad no you've been very disciplined i was just testing the waters there you know i've been i've been diligently waiting for the day that this all all falls apart oh no so i can get right back to our old dynamic oh no 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 no, no, no. make fun of you no absolutely which is i I fear is never going to happen (laughs) again and no i I, mean i i despair i do i was like well i don't have to go as often because now we can do a little bulkies well, what do you mean by that? You, you got to like, watch what you eat, though. Well, yeah, you know? of course. Like, yeah. but not do as much cardio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm really here to be like. You've shed the weight. Now you can just bulk. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, yeah. I explained this to the ladies walking around on, on Sunday. I was like, they're like, how's the run? Or I'm like, how's running? I'm like, we're trying not to run as much. We're we're stabilized. We lost the weight, ten pounds down. We're good. Now we got to make those pounds into muscle. Yeah, yeah. I think ladies really resent this because they all claim that they universally have a harder time doing this than men. Mm. But I secretly don't think it's true. I just think it's lack of will. I have. I'm a spring of that. It's in the name. <laughs> um, you know. Yeah, I was like, uh, it, it did take like three months for it to stay it did. off. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you starved me for ten days, so then it really came off. So now I had to regain. You know things. Yeah. No. I mean, people. You know, this is a very typical thing. People go through this process. That's great. Yeah. Good Why for not? you, man. You're about to be the rock. You're about to be my dream where you're jacked and you can just eat like pancakes covered in peanut butter. I just don't want to eat shit, though. Did I tell you about my peanut butter covered burger? Yeah, that's disgusting. I think I did. It was pretty fucking good. I got to oh, tell you. A, oh. a bacon onion jelly with disgusting. peanut butter on a cheeseburger. I, no. It also had cheese on it, which that I'll say is a little or, bit weird. It, again, sounds like you were at a Red Robin. So you're like, it was at a brewery. I'm like, Red mm-hmm. Robin. Red Robin's not a brewery, my guy. <laughs> Did they bring you endless french fries in a basket? No, they didn't. You actually had to order fries separately. Oh, so I decided because I was being nonsense. gross, I wasn't going to get the fries. What, you get coleslaw? No, I didn't get anything. You had to order all the sides separately. So I just <gasps> got the sandwich. I ended up eating half of Bay's fries anyway, though. So Oh, you were the woman in that, I, eating the fries on I the I absolutely side? was. I was like, listen, I mean, the cheeseburger was good and everything, but I'm going to need some fries because they came with an aioli, so... I can't resist that. <sighs> mm, I, you put jizzy mayo in a cup and you're all I, over that shit. That's absolutely right, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> so if you start volunteering at like a, a sperm bank, we know what's happening. If an endless stream of like Wendy's delivery starts happening, the nurses should start checking the cups. Mm. I'm not sure I follow that, but I'm going like, to again table dipping, it. Dipping? No. <laughs> um, mayo, oh. Mayoli? No, boo. <laughs> I know that was bad. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I got a lot of follow up from our last episode. I didn't why? get it. I didn't what? get it from people. That's not what I'm saying. Oh, I'm saying what? I have a lot of follow up about it, such as because what? we were prescient in our recording. What were we talking about? We were talking about Kanye. And I tried about... to like find a picture to post, and I was like, I don't remember what we talked about. So I'm not going to post. That's fine. And we were talking about Ukraine and nukes and stuff. And right after we recorded, shit popped off in the Ukraine. Papa P went a little bit nuts uh-huh. and started bombing places. Yeah. And now word on the street is he's going to invade Kiev through Belarus. So, Interesting. You know, you were you were you were like 
your spidey sense was tingling because yeah. I was saying to you, you don't like, usually just chill. Yeah. You don't usually ask about that kind of stuff. What are you fucking worried about? And then sure enough, like a day later, it all goes crazy. And then Kanye, Kanye, you know, seemed to be getting away with it. No, <laughs> at the no, time of our not. recording, no, he but he not. got fully debanked. Yeah. Between that and the Alex Jones verdict, I'm fuming, dude. What do you mean debanked? I'm gonna save it for the after show. It was debanked. The Chase Bank was like, "Yeah, you can't keep your money here anymore." Oh wow! People were like, "Yeah, you, you, you know." Banks were like, "No, you can't keep your money here." Huh? I mean, I hate to say it, but it does. <laughs> well, never mind. Again, after sh- after show material. Oh boy! But yeah, we were like, you know, because you know, Elon Musk was like, "Hey, welcome back to Twitter, banned, Instagram oh. banned, debanked." How do you get debanked? Now he's trying to buy Parler. He's doing like a Trump thing where he's like, "You know what? I'm just gonna have my own thing <sighs> now." Why can't he just go away for like five years? He all he needs to do is go away for five minutes, and he could get right back to it. What? I, what is the manic? I don't get the like. You know, last week was big manic energy all over the place, like everywhere, and it continued. It continued. It was that Aries moon or whatever. Sure, hell. whatever. Fuck off. Like at this point, I'm like, no, something is, something's wrong. Something was wrong in, in the vibes. Vibes bad. Big global vibes bad. Now I'm like, I don't know. Maybe the world is broken. Um, have we tried turning it off and turning it on again? Um, <laughs> Actually, we did do that. It was called COVID-19, and yeah. look how that turned out. Whoops. So. Um, <laughs> did we run the manual reboot and the defrag? No. Oops. Um, oh, speaking of which, much more boring, but I bought a giant hard drive, and over the course of the last two days, uh-huh. I've transferred everything on my computer to it, uh-huh. and it's time to reset that bitch. Because you've used it every once in a while, and it is slower wheel of death from hell than yeah. it's ever been. Really? I can't even like use Finder. I mean, it's horrible. I tried to use Photoshop the other day to like go through my film photos, uh-huh. and I mean, just unusable. Really, I'm like, this thing is unusable. So we're gonna do the hard factory reset. Ooh. But I'm waiting until after this episode. I'm like, well, we'll get one more episode of Green and Lewis out before we fry the damn thing. Oof. I'm I'm just a little worried because I've been doing a lot of reading, and it's making me paranoid. That's like, if you actually have a hardware problem and not a software problem, when you go this to do might... this, you're going to probably fuck your whole shit up. Huh. So we'll see. I don't know. Why don't you just like wipe it and then take it to Apple and be like, fix? Well, that's what I'm going to do. Hopefully the wipe will fix it. I'm hoping it's just a software problem. I can't detect any hardware problems. Oh. You know, the computer's not telling me that there's something wrong with a corrupted driver. Right. Although... It might not know that. Something could be melting on the inside. Mm. Like my first iMac, it wasn't until I took it in to get it fixed that they were like, oh, yeah, this thing's been melting for years. And then they they showed me the inside and they were like, yeah, it's like melted. You should just get a new one. I feel, okay, so when it comes to like product things, um, I feel like if someone told me my shit was melting, I would be like, so that's on you guys. Well, yeah, you know, I mean... It's a, it's a, you know, a MacBook is a sealed to, device. Where is this? Why is it melting? In fairness to them, I'm talking about my iMac. Yeah. The white one. Remember right, right, that right, one? Right, right, yeah. I had that computer for seven years, which by today's standards is an absolute eternity. Yeah. I feel like you're lucky to get three to four. Correct. Out of a computer normally. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it was melting, but it was sort of like it's way out of date anyway. You know, that was like sort of the generation one of technology, especially of Apple technology, mm. where it was like, you know, it was still designed to have some longevity and it was right. just sort of acceptable to me that all right, seven years is a long time. Okay, fine. You know, I can't run shit on this computer right. anymore anyway. Yeah. But now it's like, this computer is like two years old. What the fuck? 
you know? Yeah, that's a bit. The same thing happened to my laptop. It was more like four years. And I was like, that doesn't seem right. Shouldn't I be able to get seven, eight out of this thing? And it just keeps getting halved. Yeah. You know, so now if it's their problem, I will make it their problem. Yeah. The thing is, though, I don't want a new iMac because they don't have ports. Oh. The new iMac, their fucking desktop computer, has no ports. Has nothing but USB C's on it. What? It doesn't have an SD card slot. It doesn't have an Ethernet slot. So it doesn't plug have one of those regular USB giant dongles. You have to go to Dongle World at your fucking desktop computer. Insane. What the hell. No. Mm-mm. And then I looked into perhaps buying a Mac Studio, which is oh, God, like a no. Mac Mini, but specifically designed for audio and video editing. Mm-hmm. But they're like seven thousand dollars, so yeah, no. can't do that either. Oof. So I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, I might have to take it in for repair. I'm not sure. Uh-oh. How is MacBook Air just chugging along, living its best life? I don't know, man. I feel like the results are really varied. People either have their Mac stuff for an eternity or it doesn't last at all. That's been my experience anyway. I'm also not a power user of said objects. True, that's you true. Know? If you're just doing like Excel spreadsheets every once in a while and doing Photoshop once a week, you're probably golden. Yeah. But I mean, I'm taking a consumer grade computer and like running five gigabytes of rendering through it every week. Yeah. It, it's obliterating. It's, it's making it tired. Yeah. 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 I mean, hmm. yeah, I wonder. I don't know. I mean, but I also like, you know, when I'm Photoshopping, it's not as if they're like, eh, they are kind of small files. They're just iPhone photos. If they're less than a huge. gigabyte, they're not a, yeah. they're not, they're a not raw file. files. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, yeah, I don't know. Huge, I mean, but... the, the the thing that's disappointing to me, the, the reason I became an app, Apple acolyte in the first place was that in the early 2000s, their consumer-grade computers were as good, if not better, than most like professional-grade computers in the Windows world. Right. Like, if you bought an iMac out of the box back when I did in 2003, that was like a top-of-the-line computer, period. Right. And now you have to, you know, I, I was fucking around on their website just to see what was possible. The top-of-the-line Mac now, the Mac Pro... With all the settings turned all the way up, you yeah. know, is $55,000. What the fuck? Yeah. Is that for ILM? Like, what is that for? Yeah, it basically, yes. That is exactly what it's for. Jesus Christ. I mean, but like... It's for movie studios and video game people. Yeah. But like, is now the thing just to buy like a PC and then just cobble together like that, nice that's things? That's exactly what everybody does, yes. It was a big deal during COVID because with all the supply shocks and everything, oh, yeah, yeah. it was hard to get all these parts. The microchips. Which, by the way, that's that's why talking about the world situation triggered this in my mind partially. Mm. Okay. Was that I want to take care of this now. I've been putting it off for a long time because I'm like, eh, don't use my computer that much. I can basically live with it for the one night a week. I really have to spend a lot of time on it. Uh-huh. But I'm getting a little nervous because the global situation is tenuous and the microchip thing. Breaking Points has been covering this a lot okay. with regard to Taiwan. Because they're really the only place in the world. They manufacture something like 92% of all the electronic chips in the world. In the world. From cars to smart home shit to your phone to everything. It's all there. Mm -hmm. So if shit goes sideways and the dastardly Chinese decide that they want to land on those shores, we're going to have a real serious fucking problem. And, you know, your phone's probably going to get requisitioned by the government and repurposed for the military. It's like that bad. There's just nowhere else to get stuff. So I'm like, I got to take care of this now because I'm trying to get like functional electronics before they might not be available anymore, which is something I've mentioned before. But I feel like the stakes of it are getting higher by the by the hour. I don't think they're getting higher by the hour. I think that's a little alarmist. Um, I don't. 
I I kind of feel like you know at this point like who who wants who wants a war? Nobody. Who wants a world war? Nobody. What what the fuck? Are, what are we doing here on this day, people? Like why are we getting into spats? Why why are all the people in in high chairs getting all fussy? Well, I mean, I think it's obvious, right? Like, there's just been escalating tensions for a long time for a lot of different reasons. I mean, it's a big dynamic tapestry. There's no one reason for this, but, like, once things get set in motion, they're difficult to stop. But I feel like most, like, you know, common people are like, what? No, leave people alone. Shut up. It's fine. Yeah, we talked about this last week, though. Like, just consider for a second that public opinion matters absolutely zero. I know. With regard to anything. And, you know, it never really has. I, I don't... I. I can't think of an example in my head of, like, a population pressuring their government to not do something. Right. Short of revolts and stuff. Eh, yeah. You know? But, like, who's going to be like, woo, America, during a wartime? I Everyone's mean, just like, oh, we're so fucking tired. Of course there will be people that have that attitude. You know that. I mean, it'll be a vocal minority. You know, the same people that right now have Ukrainian flags, you know, hung outside their houses or in their Twitter bio. Oh, yeah. You know? Still. And if it's some, you know, if it's some war that a Republican administration starts, it'll be all the fucking, you know, red hat wearers that are rah-rah about it. You know what it is. You know what it is. There'll be Mm. some, but most people won't care or won't want it, but won't be able to do anything about it. I mean, you know, do you remember what 2019 felt like? Can you take yourself back to like, (laughs) to like December of 2019? Do you remember that feeling? Uh, seemed, seemed good. It did seem good, but the answer is no, you can't really remember it because you don't realize at the time what you have until it changes, right? Similar thing now. Like, you know, all of this ramping up, if there is going to be a major war, it's that I've talked about it many times. It's that August 1914 feeling. You, do, you don't feel like anything's really that big of a deal until right. it's a really big until fucking it's deal. Too big of a deal, you know? yeah. So I'm just trying to get a new computer, is all I'm saying. Not okay, well, that took a long uh, That took a long road to get there. <laughs> um, Oi. Uh, yeah. Well, that doesn't make me feel better, but okay, great. Mm-hmm. It's uh, still alarming. You know what might make you feel worse? Today is Eminem's 50th birthday. The white rapper? Yes, just take that in for a second. Eminem. Wait, can you pause for a second? Do you hear static? I do hear static, yeah. I think it's probably on the iPad track. I'm not really that worried okay. about it. All right, sorry. It's not. Li- uh, hopefully it won't matter. Okay. Whatever. If you guys can hear static, I'm not really that sorry about it. <laughs> um. So wait, white rapper Eminem is 50 years old. Of Kim, five zero. Of Kim fame is five, 50 years old. Oh, I forgot that he was the original rapper with a Kim. What? That's weird. You said of Kim fame, right? Yeah, the first Kim. The first Kim, yeah. What are what she's up to now? Um, she didn't become a billionaire, did she? No, I don't. Mm, not with that, you know, that icing lips lipstick mm, moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that like overdrawn like. Yeah, I don't think a skinny white girl from inner city Detroit has the mass appeal of a uh, uh, Armenian from L.A. No, I think that's no. two really different worlds. She probably goes to the gathering of the Juggalos and is quite successful there. I'm sure he like paid her some money, right? Had to. I think so. I think by her silence, you must understand that she got she's getting cash something. Monies. Yeah, yeah, she's getting hmm. something for her infamy. You know? Oh, I guess. I mean, hmm. plus but, it was, doesn't 
Who was taking care of the kid? I don't know. Probably both of them. That little potato kid. I'm not sure. I wonder how old he is now. That's, it was a she, right? It was he, a she? Oh, was Haley. Haley. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that his only child? He didn't have more children after I that? Wow. Interesting. I feel like Eminem's the type of celebrity that would have gotten himself into more trouble, yet seems to have mostly stayed off the radar, except for that embarrassing freestyle rap about Trump. Wait, what? You, you don't remember that? I feel like that no. maybe maybe that was like in 2019, or it might have been 2016 at this point. Who knows? But yeah, he, he did like an F Donald Trump style rap in a parking garage. What? And posted it on the internet, and everyone was like, dude, this sucks. What the fuck? Yeah. I mean, he is the originator of cringe, right? Like, all of that is very cringy to me. Well, the best thing I ever heard about Eminem was an internet comment that said, like, Eminem is not something you ever admit to publicly. <laughs> Eminem is between you and your headphones. I... So I would agree with you, yeah. Basically, he's cringe. Like, the... If you were in your car and you're like listening to the Marshall Mathers LP out loud, you're going to attract nothing but scorn by that action. As you should get yeah, scorned. I agree. Yeah. Um, I, uh, hmm. But it just blew my mind that he was 50 years old now. We get an old man. We talk about that a lot. That's a recurring theme, but like, whoa. Mm-hmm. For some reason, Eminem being 50 really. That really hit you real that hard. That really brought it home for me where I was like, oh, no age yeah i'm gonna be 50 soon no pretty soon Uh, you know if it can happen to stan it can happen to anyone i i thought stan was the the fan that's true but eminem voices him in that song sure yeah that's the one with the dido track on it that's correct yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well and he drives his car off a bridge with his pregnant girlfriend in the trunk in the tr- oh, in That's the, trunk. the climax of that because Eminem, he's so upset that Eminem won't respond to his letters mm-hmm. that he does a murder suicide and records it. Um, you know that's where the term "standing" things comes yeah, from. Yeah, I know it's yeah. stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I just got a slamming headache. Uh, hold. Would Ooh. you eat some ice cream too fast or something? No. Oh. Again, when the knots go away for two days and then all of a sudden they come back with a vengeance, you're like, ooh, baby. Um, feels like someone shot an arrow in my head. Um, Do you want to take a pause? Do you want to get some Advil or something? No. No. It's fine. It, mm. Hold on. Yeah, pause. Okay. 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 Are we done being a, a giant pussy and a huge baby? I don't usually get headaches. Um, that's the second one today. That's not good. That means you're having a bad day. Well, for, the first one was I was dehydrated. I was like, I haven't had water all day. I've only had coffee. And I was like, okay, someone needs needs to feed me water right now. Um, that one just, ooh. Whew. That was, a, that was a head spinner. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. Okay. Speaking of mortality, are you ever worried that you're going to have an aneurysm or a stroke or something at a young age? Daily. Yeah. Every day. I think you're too hard on yourself and you work yourself too hard. I I could see it coming for you. Great. At age like 51. My arm was tingly on Saturday. I was like, oh, God. Cool. It runs in the family. A little heart attack when you're like 52. Oh, God, that's early. Yeah. Then you're on some pills for the rest of your life. Get a pacemaker. I'm like, "Mm, great. 
Wow. Well, forget about the working out at that point. You might as well get it in now because you're not going to, you know, you you're not going to be able to pacemaker. recover. No, you can't. Yeah, you can. Not too strenuously. I mean, you can, you know, you can go downstairs to get the mail. <laughs> and then, you know, you might have to take a hover round to the end of the I driveway. Th- I think I could. To pick up the you paper. You can, like, do some light swimming, some jazzercise. Mm, yeah, sure. Um, well, that's so what you're like, in for, you know. You're going to have to go hang out with people at the rec center. Oh, fuck. Great. For some reason, I'm picturing you in, like, a suburban situation. Yeah, what kind of... In an urban situation, you're doomed. Once you can't get up and down the stairs, you're going to be one of these uh, tire iron people. What? That's bent over at a 45-degree oh, angle. Doorstop? Just waiting for death. <sighs> sleeping at the Myrtle Broadway station. Okay. Um, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, I'll just, like, find a cadaver and be like, hi, can I have that one um, in here? Thanks so much. Maybe it'd be a little warmer, a little friendlier. I don't think you'd be allowed to be on the list because you smoke cigarettes. What? I'm pretty sure that's a thing that you can't get donated organs if you're uh, an active like drug user or smoker. I think they're morally prejudiced. Well, that's racist. Yes, it is. Um. Well, I mean, unless anyway. Or prejudice. Never mind. Um. Wait. So, oh, so you can't have fun. No, I mean, I don't know what the situation is if you quit. Like, oh. if you're, you know, if you're in your early 50s and you have a heart attack and you need, like, you know, a 14-year-old's heart that died on the way home from prom or whatever. Uh-huh. If you quit smoking two years ago, oh. I feel like you're like, farther oh. down the list than, like, a cancer patient or somebody that might need it. Yeah, probably. For sure you are. Ugh. You know? So the sooner you quit, the better. When your health insurance no longer has a record of it. Oh, what? That's probably when you're safe. I feel like I could have lied and they would have not, you know. When I do medical things, they're like, eh, eh, it's fine. Oh, I lie about it every time. Unless it's to a doctor in person and it's relevant. Oh. I never tell them that I smoke or anything. Even at dentists, they're like, eh. No. I mean, they know. That's part of the reason. Yeah, exactly. That's part of the reason I love my new dentist. They didn't even bother to ask that. Oh. They didn't give me a hard time about it. Did I tell you that I got, you know, so you can like see every, all the notes that they take at, 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 at my dentist and I got uh, put as fair for dental hygiene and I said, excuse me. What was the scale though? Like good, bad, excellent, or fair. Oh, wow. And you got a, like, you got a you C minus. <laughs> just cause she's like, how, how is it? I'm like, I don't know. I just got back from Europe and I was smoking a lot and drinking a lot of red wine and drinking only coffee. And maybe, you know, there'd be a morning brushing, but that would just be to scrape off the barnacles, you know? She's like, oh, what? And then obviously, who who flosses every day? Uh, you know, a lot of people actually do. Who are these psychotic people? But I can't believe it. I don't know who does. I, to me, that's impossible. I, I'm not trying to bleed every day, you know? Well, they tell you that if you keep doing it, you, that'll stop happening. I feel like that's a scam. Everybody insists on that. Scam gotta be a scam right? i don't know if it's a scam it's just that i i don't know i'm not disciplined enough i just don't care it hurts too much eh. I, I mean i can put up with the pain it's just it, i don't need another step in my day you know what i mean adult life comes with so many like minor indignities that just keep adding on top of each other right you know another pill here another thing you have to do he, you know i already have a th- you know a five-step 
skincare regimen. We don't need to do three things on the teeth. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. They also tried to get me to f- do a fluoride thing for $75. I got to find a new dentist. They keep trying to upcharge me for shit. And I'm like, listen, 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 listen. This is the free shit. Okay. We're doing free shit only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here because it's free. They're like, but do you want to? No, I don't want any. No, 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 uh-uh, uh-uh. no. I've talked about it many times. I insist on that with a dental professional, but they not also be a salesperson. They like, need to cut that shit out. Like, especially when it's a bad salesperson. Like, I feel like all dental hygienists have to go through like a sales course, but they're all bad at it. They're like, we just really like scraping the shit out of people. It's all just guilt. That's how they try to do it. They're like, but your smile. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. They're like, oh, but you spent so much money on, on your teeth. I'm like, I didn't spend the money on it. No, I, my parents were lied to several times. I don't know. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I don't know. They're like, eh, your teeth are going to fall out. I'm like, we'll cross that bridge. Veneers sound fun. $10,000. That but... doesn't sound fun to me. If I was ever, do they really threaten you with your teeth are going to fall out? I've never gotten that. Mm, if they start moving, shifting too much, oh. the, then they can just pop out. That's pretty bad. Yeah. Well, that might be something you want to take under advisement, man. I think I would change my tune a little bit if they were like, hey, your teeth are probably going to fall out. I think that's just a scare tactic. I'm like, I don't feel them moving. It might be, although, you know, I don't have the best dental hygiene in the world, but I've never gotten that. Uh, I just was, like a year ago, the guy was like, you could get it. You could get the fucking Invisalign or not. I don't really care. I'm like, you, I want you every time. They were telling you you needed that? Mm-hmm. Why? Because they're like, you never wore your retainer after you had braces? I'm like, no. I already had to suffer the indignity of having fucking metal shit. Nah. Want to have, like a spitty little plastic thing on my teeth. Fuck off. And the guy's like, eh, do what you want. I'm like, great. That's what I wanted to hear. Sorry, we had to talk about something boring while I had came down to earth from my pain. Yeah, are you down to earth yet? Because that was really boring. I know, I'm so sorry. Um, Now I can actually have clarity and some kind of thought um yeah i don't know um the uh so we went to we did see chroma did we talk about it we didn't talk about i it. don't think we really did no no because that was the day before i don't know we just didn't get around to it but we did see it last weekend so yeah but i think we recorded the night before oh i'm not sure i don't remember yeah because it was hot toddy night and I was like, woo! Oh, that's right. We recorded on a Sunday last time. So uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. We saw that show. Oh, you know what? Wait a minute. Hang on. Hold uh-huh. hold that thought. Yeah. Should we talk about for a second the fucking Van Gogh Just Stop Oil thing? This is like the 60th stupid thing of people gluing themselves to some bullshit. Like, I thought it was pretty funny that they glued their hands to the wall. People keep gluing their hands to like UV Plexi. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> whatever like that happened like the guy who threw like white toothpaste or white paint at the mona lisa behind the glass oh that's right yeah 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 like people are just like Ugh! and it's like get the squeegee you dumb fuck well i feel strange about the protesters throwing stuff at paintings because on one hand do they know that most like high value paintings are under glass like that because if they don't know that shame on them for wanting to destroy these things Right. But if they do know that and they're doing this like feckless gesture that's just going to be like squeegeed off two seconds later, what? Is, why? What is even the point of that? You know, if you're going to be a fucking climate protester or you have a point, why don't you fucking put a bomb in an executive's car? What are you doing? You know? 
they just want what some, is this they want some internet fame i well i get that the publicity for it is good i mean if they're trying to draw attention to their little cause like they did succeed in this i never heard of just stop oil before the other day but did you give money to just stop oil or did you go huh maybe it, i should have popped a donation in at the national gallery no it just it made me want to genocide zoomers i was like okay, you, you know well, what i actually just have a problem with youth activism I don't even care about your particular cause, but like, you know, basically like children, anyone under the age of 30 should have to wear a niqab and require a chaperone to go in public. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe you can take a test. Maybe you can test out of this requirement if you're like mature. You know, if you're smart, if you're like a Doogie Hauser, if you're going to go to Harvard at like 16. You know what happened to Doogie Hauser? He turned to complete dickwad maybe we can make an exception for you but most of the rest of you with your like bad ideas you should just be chained up in a basement somewhere no we don't need to let you out in public at all no because then they'll just get like more graduate degrees and then that's how art phds get founded you know we can't have that i'll tell you right now though that an art phd would never do such a thing no because they'd be too busy worrying about you know writing a thesis that no one's going to read and making art that no one can see yeah um, yeah, I don't know. I was trying to be fair to the whole incident because it just pissed me off. But I had several thoughts. Like, you know, this this the girl went to like one of the poshest private schools. Oh, I'm sure. And then she failed out of it, so they put her in the most expensive slush school. Yeah. Okay. So not bright. Not bright. I mean, Just Stop Oil is also in large part funded by one of the Gettys too. So oh, the Gettys are not up to. <coughs> Wait, what? Gettys are oil. That's oil money. Yeah, I know. And it, one of the Getty daughters. One of the, like, failed daughters. Which one? I don't know which one. I forget her name. Huh. But one of the younger daughters of the Getty family is, is you know, responsible for this initiative in large part. Why? Because she got cut out of, like, the will? I don't know. And, and like, maybe, yeah, she probably just resents her parents, honestly. The Getty children have a are notorious in L.A. for just acting up all the time, you know? Well, they're L.A. fail children. Like, what else do you think they're going to do? But they're they're going like, to go hang out with Paris Hilton. Or but that's like the third generation of fail children. Yeah, like yeah. They're, they're like a deep dynasty of we did nothing. Yeah, of course. Like, Jay Paul was failing real hard and real big. Well, and then the fact that one of the activists is like in a similar situation. I mean, you, you could have guessed that, you know? Yeah. Anyway, I was trying to be like fair to it. And I was like, okay, so they did, like, get their publicity. Like, what is this organization actually up to? And it turns out they have done some other, like, protests that seem to me more sensible and, like, relevant. Oh. You know, like... Aren't they the same people who glued hands to Lackawan base? I don't know. Maybe. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. They've done, like, sit-ins at Westminster. You know, because they're British. It's all British people. Oh. So, you know, they've done a bunch of other stuff, too, that was, like, a little bit more direct action or, like, sensible civil protest. But these art-based things, I'm like, everyone's got to cut it out. The other thing that I had to remind myself was, like, this has been going on for a long time. You know, in the 70s, people were, like, spray-painting Guernica. Even prior to that, in the early 20th century, like, suffragettes. That was just what's-his-face. Tony Shafrazi. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, there was an incident, like, in the 1920s where, like, suffragettes were, like, throwing things on female nudes in museums and stuff. But, like, at least that point's a little more relevant. I think the thing that really, like 
bothered me about this one was that this makes no sense. Throwing soup on the sunflower? I mean, what does this have to do with anything? Nothing. W- wouldn't you think you would want to throw oil on like a Jeff Koons or something? Even that would be kind of a stretch, but like find some art that's like completely wasteful and capitalistic and then like use the symbol of your movement to defile that, it. Yeah. Well, that would make like a little bit more sense. Go find your local roller coaster meaning Richard Sarah and do something on that. I mean those, you know, those are real bitch to power wash. Yeah. You know. I don't know. You, you there's just a lot of ways you could go about this that would make some sense at all. Rather than none. Or, like, you know, actually do something, like, you know, radical. But they're like, no, we're going to go to the art thing. And it's like, it's a sunflower painting? Really? Okay. Yeah, it's do just you. you don't want any real serious consequences. It's like you're going to spend one night in jail and get fined. They're going to get fined. And have, like, a story to tell people. But, like, you know, I don't know. Do some weather underground shit. Start blowing things up. What the hell? Well. if You, you know, if you're serious about this being a real problem, do something. Do something that would, like, have an impact that might actually change, like, policy, you know? Not like, everybody can be David Hogg and call for war against Russia. I mean, even though... Oh, my God, really? Yeah. Why don't these kids... Anyways, man. Uh, is that, is that is this any better or worse in terms of attention and getting ahead of a story than the guy who's running for Manhattan, whatever? The sex tape guy? Yeah the fuck is going on here on this I, I don't know yeah i forgot about i think that guy. this is what i mean i think like something in you know the programming is going a little hay- haywire here on this day like, well i don't know i think it's good i mean i think putting your own sex tape out there means that you're demonstrating that you're uh sex positive and that you're inclusive of sex workers because you yourself are one or you're just trying to get ahead of some negative publicity that that's you would what, inevitably that's, get. have to eat shit on yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah by turning it into a stunt <sighs> I don't know. Maybe I'll check it out. I wonder what his game is like. Oh, <laughs> oh! Maybe I, I'll maybe I'll register to vote again if it, you know. Oh boy! If it's good enough, if he's really slanging hog. I don't think he can see his hog. Quite <laughs> frankly, um, I David Hogg should live up to his name. I don't think there's going to be a Hunter Biden style leak on that one. Um, I um the yeah I don't I know. was very, like I, deranged everything's demented it's weird it was very funny the um you know Instagram likes to do that thing where it's like pressuring you like learn how to register to vote so when I pull up the Green and Lewis account it's like Green and Lewis where here's where you can register to vote and I'm like what no 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 we don't do that I'm so sorry um also the birthday is set to like May sixth. Yeah, I think I set that a long time ago. I whenever, set that. oh, you did you? Yeah. I don't. What? Why? Why did you pick that? May Day. Oh, nice. What year? Sixty-eight. Oh, cool. Or sixty-nine? I don't know. It should be sixty-nine if it's not. You should go back and change it. Uh, I don't know. I it thought... would be really funny to register to vote as the podcast. How is that possible? Like, I bet you could do it. I mean, you can be you can be an uh, illegal immigrant. And vote in New York City. So I almost guarantee you, this is some 2,000 mule shit. Oh, boy. We should try to register to vote as Green and Lewis. I will totally go there at whatever risk that entails. I think you go to jail. And vote for Donald Trump in the next election. Okay. No. Yeah. Well, write, look, write-ins only. Fine. I'll, I'll write, write-ins only. I'll write in Joe Biden and go to several different polling locations and collect some ballots and drop them off nefariously in the night. On your bicycle? Yeah. 
anyway, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the Chroma show at the Met? I mean, sure. We it's can. bad. It's pretty bad. Gotta say. I mean, look, I don't think that show was bad or whatever. It was a nice novelty. It was underwhelming, though. It was something that belonged in the lobby of the Bellagio. It doesn't seem like some like it, you know when they if they needed to like write off some stuff on taxes. So like, let's do a cultural thing so we can take a loss. You know, it does actually seem like an exhibition that would be at a casino because right. it is like a real cl- crowd pleaser. I get why people like respond to it. I mean, the thing you have to remember is that the objects that are colorized in the show, they're not in and of themselves art. I don't really think no. you can judge them by that standard. They're just there as an example of what this scholarship portends. But the scholarship is, by all accounts, pretty shitty. I don't know. You keep saying that, but I don't think that that's true. Uh, there's been lots of... I think know. people have quibbles with like maybe the intensity of color, and this is what you've said, right? Like People have quibbles that maybe there wasn't so much color or it wasn't so intense, but... I don't know. I remember researching this shit as far back as like undergrad and even in like the early 2000s it was pretty apparent that things were pretty polychrome to death. Just hmm. by existing like, you know, small shards of pigment right on sculptures. Like I don't think it's at all unreasonable what they're proposing. But like burnished red nipples on male bronzes, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. why we got pepperoni nip going on here? Yeah, I mean, I think they probably did do stuff like that. Like, we talked about it a little bit when we were in Europe. I don't remember if it was on the pod or not, but you, you see a lot of polychrome sculptures, like, in cathedrals and in their museums in general. Cause yeah. They just have, like, quality examples of stuff. Usually from the Middle Ages that are, like, polychromed wood yeah. or whatever. But it's hard for us to take seriously because to us it just looks cheap. It looks like mannequins. It has different reference points that you're not used to. I feel the same way about the stuff in Chroma where I'm like, yeah... I mean, to me, it's not as compelling as a well-worn example, just because, like, things should look their age, and there's right. something about the historical dimension of, like, what it's been through that is a little more interesting than the aesthetic qualities it was originally had. Right. You know, but that being said, like, I think back, I think it makes total sense to me, just intuitively, that back in ancient times, if they were polychroming things, they would have gone all out. Like, I don't know what everybody's imagining. Right. Oh, they were painted, but they were painted in a limited way that wasn't as intense as these. Like, why are you saying that? You're just saying, you're just using, like, a bias of what you're used to seeing. Right. And saying, like, well, it doesn't look good. And it's like, well... It doesn't look good because, you know, industrialization made doing this a very cheap, tacky process. Right. It's the same reason porcelain doesn't mean the same thing that it meant in the 18th century or whatever. Mm. Like, it's just easier to do that. Or we were looking at a bunch of uh, Japanese ceramics at the British Museum and being like, isn't it funny that this is just Ikea now? Oh, right. Whereas, like, yeah. making something really symmetrical by hand was really, really was hard. Real hard, yeah. And, and then machines just make that impossibly easy. I feel the same way about colored sculpture. We just can't look at it through their eyes, but I see no reason that they wouldn't have done that. I mean, but it wouldn't be as light fast. It wouldn't be as like, you know, they didn't have like the industrial grade, like fixative for like that kind of stone. So like, you know, but they didn't do any of that. Like all of the sculptures in that show were painted with like egg tempera or like distemper ish type of like they were painted with period appropriate paints. And yes, they wouldn't have had the light fastness, but like light fastness doesn't matter when something is new. Even pigments that aren't light fast last for years. 
Think about every fluorescent pigment you've ever used in a painting. Like, those are still not faded. Right. So, like, you know, things that were painted with egg temper or whatever would have looked relatively fresh if they weren't kept outside for decades. Hmm. At minimum. Probably longer. You see egg temper paintings on panel from the 14th century or whatever. Like, they oh, look yeah. fine. They look pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, 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 so, my point is just that, like, I think people are just are tr- having this cognitive dissonance where, like, things couldn't have looked this cheap back then but it's like you just think of it as cheap now i mean also like i don't know i think you know think of every like you know stereotype of like greekness like pretty tacky right well yeah and i mean look at their like extant like frescoes and uh mosaics and then like what little we know of their panel painting i see no i see no reason to believe the other everything else wouldn't have looked wouldn't have looked bonkers cuckoo crazy you know and like the another example is like the cathedral that we visited in Amiens, the notre dame there uh they do that light show or whatever remember oh, we were yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. that we weren't there uh at the appropriate time to see it but that entire cathedral was, was painted, painted in yeah. like a glowing and tacky quote-unquote tacky way right yeah i mean the the ancient world was colorful and people don't for some reason are very resistant to that idea i really like it because it's like when you look at ancient ancient civilizations, what's exciting about that period of time is how different like cultures were. Mm-hmm. There was so much distinctiveness. Like our world is so much more boring than theirs. I wonder if there's some kind of like subconscious resentment towards what we've lost through globalization, like making everything uniform. You know? Oh well, yeah, it's not great. I mean, I don't know because we like to think our, of ourselves as the height of everything. And in, like, a technological sense and in a lot of other ways, that is true. But, like, in terms of actual diversity, not virtue signaling diversity, yeah. we're pretty bad at that. Aesthetic Aesthetic, aesthetic diversity, diversity yeah. is is probably more limited than it's ever been, actually. Right. The Industrial Revolution, like, completely crushed aesthetic diversity from culture to culture. And modernism. Yeah. Like, the idea of the future got very uh, streamlined in a very strange way. Yeah. Like after after World War One, you know, that's when that's when the future looked all sorts of different crazy kooky ways. You know, you had the Italians being like, Wee and then Well even it, that's the a French fr- were like, Oh no, it, it has these these shapes and you're like Ugh. sort of, but think about like how many rules it actually shares in common. Like the aesthetic diversity of the ancient world um comes from things as complex as having different calendars. Oh right. So when you th- when you say like a vision of the future in modernity but you had these like national distinctive movements were they really that distinctive? They were all following the same clock. They all had the same mm-hmm. idea of where the world would end up like in some way informed by Christianity basically even if they were secular. Right. You know like everybody in the western world started following all of the same principles at a certain point with like minor uh tribal variations. The tribal variations in the ancient world are the like they didn't really have nation states, but the the civilizational differences at that time were so vast that, like, the idea of even having a vision for the future. Some cultures operated under the idea of, like, an eternal present. Some cultures un- operated under the idea of, like, you know, uh, different chapters that would come and go. Like, I'm thinking of, you, you know, in... In certain parts of India, it was like these cycles of recursion. So you might be mm. in the 3,000th cycle, but it was going to return to one eventually. What's your idea of the future if everybody believes that? Mm. 
And then you have the Christians in the Middle Ages that believed in like a certain trajectory towards heaven or whatever, and like Armageddon and uh, the apocalypse. That's a really different like sense of everything. So your aesthetics reflect that. That kind of diversity hmm. is like really kind of amazing. I mean, you, you know, Mayans going by like human sacrifices and like a high level of, of astronomical knowledge, like blending with their weird culture to make like a you know a crazy different vision for uh, for cycles of life hmm. you know nobody had uh the standardization that science and technology bring to things hmm. when everything becomes materialistic and you can like determine well everything is chemically made the same way um time hmm. follows the same rules everywhere because it has to at a certain speed when there's enough train stations and so on and so on right Huh. Our world is deadened in a weird way, so it's it's always weird to like look at the Chroma Show to return to that, yeah, and say like, well, it couldn't have been like that. It's like it, chances are it was probably even more crazy than that. I don't know. I mean, mm. <sighs> maybe, maybe. Let's just say maybe. I don't know. Like when the what I did like in that show, there were like some like uh, fresco like panels that were like flown in or not flown in or i don't know presented after being in storage for too long or whatever on the sidewall or maybe they've always been there but whoever looks at big room you know um like that you, you the color is pretty intense even you know a millennia later you know yeah um so yeah fair um i just i don't know i wonder if it's just like hey we need a gimmick to get get people walking through these fucking like stone hallways that no one ever walks through yeah of course it's that but like every art show is that i know to some extent that's not even like a useful or interesting thing to talk about i mean the the thing that i did think was underwhelming about it is like it's like okay this is nice to know but it actually doesn't really add anything to my experience today it's an interesting historical fact of the matter but I'm, uh, like I said earlier, I'm Seems just... very tidbitty. I'm more interested in looking at it from the perspective that we do see it now. Right. I'm more interested in the passage of time as I understand it. It's nice to know what it used to be like. Right. But I don't like living that... I don't... I can't understand it the way that they did. So even if I can see the literal thing the way that they have, to me, it, they might have, it doesn't, it doesn't really add anything to it. I also wonder, like, if it would be, like, a little bit more affecting... To do the, like, Rothko projection thing on an actual physical object instead of just making, like, a goofy version of the thing in the gallery or a thing that's not in the gallery. And you're like, oh, well, here's a black and white picture of it. And you're like, this doesn't help me. This just looks crazy in the corner. You know, I'm sure it would be logistically challenging. But just from an exhibition standpoint, the fact that they didn't organize this exhibition to bring in all of the originals to contrast with the uh, mock-ups. Oh, yeah. Is just, it makes the show kind of uninteresting. You're just like shoving the colored things among what you already have. I actually want to see, and in some cases they had the example there, but like I want the show to be, you get to see them all side by side. Yeah. And I I basically would agree with you. I, I, you know, I have a limited interest in like projection technology or whatever. It's fine and, and novel, but yeah, there would be something about incorporating the original objects better. Yeah. I would 100% agree with that criticism. That's what stands out to me is it it looks like cheap mall junk 
in the middle of a bunch of like rich ancient things. It looks it's, like it, early Jeff Koons just plopped in. Yeah. You, and you're like, what? Like Jeff Koons in his undergrad years, like thinking that this was a smart idea. And you're like, no, stupid. Right. No, right. stop it. You well, know? and, the, you know, I, I think I've only ever seen uh, pictures of these type of exhibitions. But when Jeff Koons's work is installed in like situations where it's amongst older things, it's it's there to draw out its cheapness and its like contemporary vapidity. The kitsch level gets real high. This wasn't supposed to do that, but it does that accidentally. It does it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the other unfortunate thing is that we have to discuss how sad the Met is. Do we even... Or do we need... Mm. Well, in the glow... Are we, kick, are we the, kicking a dead horse by doing that? In the glow of Europe? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, it is kind of sad to go there now. Mm. It's just not as good. It's Every example is so small. Yeah. So small. Oh, you're like, that Rubens is cute. Yeah. And I mean they're just not as good either. I mean like uh, yeah. in general they're just not as good. Like like we discussed while we were there it's I mean very obvious that before a certain period of time meaning World War 2 but we just had the dregs of every example. The the thing I will say and I, that I said at the time too was that I I think we do have a lot of good examples of like um early modernism and like post impressionism and things like that because Americans came along and captured that stuff. Like when yeah. I when I walked into the Van Gogh room at the Met, I was like, This is pretty good. This is this is stand up stuff. Yeah. It's always too bad that it's either getting soup thrown at it or is just like <laughs> swarmed by tourists. Right. That it's become like bathroom art. Yeah. But like we do have a lot of good examples of that stuff. The Gertrude, really... the Gertrude Stein Picasso is Yeah. Is looks magisterial in, in its place. Well, you it's, know? Yeah, it's an iconic painting. We have a lot of good Corbets. We have a lot of good Manets. We, you know, we were early on that tip, Americans and American collectors. We have a lot of, we have some good Manets. The yeah. Manets are pretty good. The Corbets, not so good. Yeah. We just don't have that many, like, showstoppers, you know? No. Not, yeah, not really. It's, uh, I mean, what is it? The, the is it the Kayabat the, or the Bougaro? That we have, like, the most magisterial version of because it's kitschy bullshit. Well, and I think also that as much as there were forward-thinking American collectors, there was a lot of, like, uh, backwater, stodgy, academic European wannabes in the States, too, that were probably buying a lot of that salon art to show off to their, like, friends from London or whatever to make sure that they were, like, you know, the talk of the town. For a cocktail party. On Fifth Avenue, you know, for their business meetings. But, like... You know, it's weird when, like, the largest painting that competes on the scale of things you know in paris is like the rosa bonner painting of the the cow i don't even know what you're talking about i don't think you know it's the only it's lady painter she like did a thing cows running people over or something like that it's like when you after after the corbet room and next to the bougaros big old painting of a cow i think it's of a cow or you know i have no clue I, i don't i don't know it's not a good one. It's just big. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the scale thing wouldn't even bother me so much. It's just, I don't know. You can tell that the way things are organized, just uh, not as dynamic and interesting, yeah. not done with as much care. The examples just aren't as good. Like, I don't know. And I think the Met right now is particularly brutal because they were making a lot of weird cur- curatorial choices. Like, Let's bring out that 
Laura Owens from 96. You know, yeah, their contemporary section is weird. Like, I, I told you I was trying to take refuge in Japan. I was like, at least I'll go over to Japan and see some nice stuff that I like. And it was like a kimono show. And you're like, Oof, And it's like, robes. kimonos are fine and beautiful, but like, oh, man, this entire section is going to be replaced for, for six months by, like, shirts. Robes. Just so that, like, some tourists will pay $25 to, like, yeah. Instagram it. Uh-huh. It bums me out, you know? And then the, the, we go into the American wing, and it's like, oh, okay, there's some nice stuff in there, but they have, like, wholesale replaced it with, like, Carrie James Marshall drawings or whatever. And you're like, I don't have anything against him in particular. It's just that these aren't good. Like a third-tier waitlist list Kara Walker. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, like, it's not. It's like you're the Met. Can you buy something good? And it's just... What are we doing? It's obviously just shoved in there for, like, reasons of guilt. And, like, it's it's not well presented afterthought you know it's yeah. in an alleyway of it's not of given galleries. it's not given any dignity no it's pretty bad i mean yeah even looking at like washing like the delaware washington crossing delaware painting you're like that's painted so bad it's so big but it's so bad i don't even know if it's like that much worse than anything else from that period it's just that it's academic art from when that was passe already you know yeah from the late 1800s or whatever yeah, but, like, if you think about, like, academic art, again, in the Louvre, you're like, oh, at least it's big and painted okay. That, you just look at it, you're like, oh, it's pretty bad. Damn. You know, I just, I, like, the way that the Europeans, like, took a sense of pride in their own um, lineage. So, like, in France, you're going to see a lot of French art, and even if it's second rate, they're given, like, a prize position and everything, like... In my opinion, whenever I go into the American wing and I walk into that tiny room that's near one of the exits, it's got like the Ashcan school paintings in it. I don't really even know those artists' names, but they're like interesting and novel. And there's one little tiny example from each of them. And I'm like, hey, what if you just gave an entire gallery to this of whatever's in your collection? Like, yeah, these aren't like the best painters of all time, but they are a uniquely American thing. Right. And Canadian a little bit. That's like novel that's very relevant to a way uh, the way a lot of contemporary artists paint even if i don't like it so much like why don't you take pride in this unique thing and like give it its due don't just shove one painting in the corner next to the john singer sergeant and go oh that was the ashcan school it's like what about an ashcan school room like room yeah what about yeah. like you know john f petto and the and uh william harnett and the trump Lloyd people it's like yeah that's not major for most they people had a room. They, they had a wall they have a wall they it's like wall. give them that would be an interesting place to go and like study right that's also a thing throughout american painting like totally like peel big 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 into that like you know the uh portrait of like his boys going up the stairs yeah in the pma um, like, you know, like the history of Americanisms, you know, in that time is like, make it look like stuff on wall. Right. Like, that's a weird American thing that Europeans don't really do that because they're like, we love a still life. And Americans are like, oh, no, fake wall, man, fake uh, wall. You know, and there was some of that like in Dutch painting and an Italian painting at a certain point in time. But it was very much just like a novelty. I don't know. It, it got explored at a weird period of time. You know, John F. Petto paintings were, like, hung up in bars, and people would win money if they guessed whether or not parts of it were real. Right. As hard as that is to believe, like, in an era where people weren't seeing a lot of photographs and stuff, it's kind of novel. Um, you know, and I was like, y- y- you can you can poo-poo this all you want, but I was, like, looking at the Remington room while we were there. 
Ugh, I hate and I was like, you know what? At least this is something. And they mostly and they mostly give it a room. You can hate it because it's it has been turned into kitchen, and to some extent, always was. He was an illustrator for magazines. Right. Yeah. It was always like this sort of manifest destiny propaganda. But they give that whole room due, and there's some landscapes in there, and you're like, oh, this is the American West. Okay, this right. has like a sensibility. It's it's given enough like room to breathe. You don't see that like in any of the Mets presentation about anything from any era. It's a little bit too uh, shotgun blast everywhere you go. It's, it's the Homer very, Simpson makeup shotgun. That's also very American. Yeah. Way to do it. I mean, this painting, this bachelor drawer that has the like, like card thing and then photograph of nudie lady. I was like, huh? And it's from 1890. Yeah. Yeah. You're like what a weird, what a weird thing. What a weird thing. Like, acknowledging photography and print media in a in that like fake wall huh that seems you know there's a whole lineage of american you know the whole idea of the flatbed picture plane situation yeah yeah uniquely american yeah not exploited enough and i I, you know i can't remember i i don't think it was that painting i think the one i can't remember the that artist's name of the the detail you just showed me habril habril yeah one of those trump loy paintings on that back wall there's like um what appears to be just like an anonymous picture of a young woman in it but it's like the artist was like estranged from his daughter and he would always put her in all of his paintings even though he didn't like know her hmm. you know and i don't know the whole story but it's like i like to imagine he had this one photograph people didn't have a lot of photographs right, in 1890 yeah. and it was like he included it in every painting as this like Homage mournful situation. thing yeah. but it was just this like you know, there's there's a lot of narrative to it. There's it's interesting. Do we, do we think that the American wing at the Met sucks so hard because the Whitney exists and they have all the better shit? No, I don't think so. But they don't have I, old things. They don't have old things. I I see the American wing as being a fundamentally like separate thing. It's sort of the Musée d'Orsay of our universe, right? And I wish they would like take themselves a little more seriously in that in that respect. Like, there's so much shame in America about our past. That it's hard, you know, the moment you walk into the Remington room, it's like you have to have like a little label that's like, well, this is actually bullshit it's because some... Cowboys and Indians is yeah. a bad stereotype. And you're like, I know it's a bad stereotype, but like it's part of our history. Can we just like have it? Let's acknowledge it. Let's just acknowledge it. Yeah. The mystique, you know, the mystique and the the trade that the trade, you know, lie trading about how you can, you know get a one-up on anyone around is a very american thing of like well again how much was manhattan bought for like 16 beads or some bullshit like you know the america the entirety of the americas was won by swindlers and cheats you know like that's kind of like the crazy thing like it's all a series of you know mystical lies that we had to tell her we the royal we as americans had to tell ourselves in order to continue the journey west right you know like whether it's manifest destiny and you know like a blessing from jebus or whatever or just like there's fucking gold we're gonna go where the fucking gold is man like you know whatever the truth of the matter is the truth is irrelevant in america that's right like that should be the moral of the story Exactly. And I, and, and I and be explored in a greater way. And I think you can be understanding about the fact that m- big parts of that story were overrepresented and overtold without feeling um, shame about that. 
Right. Like, I never like the way that things are recontextualized yeah. uh, in in the current moment because it's all about, like, actually that sucks and this new stuff is better when the new stuff really sucks, too. Yeah. And it's like, guys, this is all cheats and swindlers. Like, all of this, like, current race baiting is a similar thing. It's just, it's just, you know, it's just repackaged to make you not feel so bad. Well, it's all just a matter of like, you know, who's winning, who's losing. Yeah. Like, it's all just, you know, it's poker all the way down. Like, it's the swindlers that are winning and the rest of us are losing, but that's, that's not that's changed. That's been the American yeah. case since, you know, you know, Colombo landed on a beach and went, this is India, right? Right. You know, and there, you know, it's like there were brave and bad people on every side of this problem the entire time. Just so, because they were smart doesn't mean they were good. That's right. We know that, duh. Right. But that's also the case now. Correct. Yeah. That's the through line of American history: is you can be good. You're gonna. You're a sucker. You're right. a sucker. Right. So sorry. You, that's so nice. You're a sucker. If you're good and smart, well, you we might you know let you write some letters, but it, you probably got to be doing some swindling on the side that we don't talk about yeah yeah and if you're good and smart we do have to shoot you in a theater because <laughs> you're probably also doing some swindling which you did you know like yeah you got a horse trade to get that amendment passed you know and you know if you're trying to like solve the cuban missile crisis you know you gotta we have to blackmail you with you know maryland yeah that's true and then shoot you in the head yeah, nowadays you just start a world war so your son can get a paycheck hey 